Smart politics for stupid times. Welcome to the unprecedented podcast with John Aravosis and Cliff Schechter. Welcome back, everybody. Thursday, March 11th. John Aravosis here with Cliff Schechter. Unprecedented. <laughs> that was my John, new, my new lead. The unprecedented podcast and John's unprecedented uh, allergy attack going on. Yeah, right we'll, we'll you shouldn't even mention it because I'll just get more like verklempt. Uh, yes, we'll be muting John often. This uh, no. Um, I'll be hey guys, how's it going? Um, I still have a really large stimulus, mm-hmm. like huge, yes. like great society level. Which is funny. Who said it? Um, some right winger like was uh, oh it was uh, Larry Kudlow, uh, wherever he is now Fox Business I'm sure who was like this is just this is another great society type program and and we're all like yeah, yeah. <laughs> I think I think in his world that's an insult yeah. in our world those are the programs that change the face of America cutting poverty you know strengthening the middle class and, and the rest so um thanks Larry Lawrence. That will um, be one big topic today. Uh, we're also going to talk about COVID shots because I got one. So we'll have a quick chat about that. Um, and then we will also talk about all the voting rights stuff going on because, as you all know, uh, big deal. 42 or 43 states now that the Republicans have uh, proposed legislation to just basically cut any voting that helps Democrats, uh, early voting, uh, same-day registration, you name it. So we'll get into I mean, that. Basically – if you look at like if you break it down at the ways you'd expect by every group, race, gender, what have you, and and which groups within those slices, how they voted, and if they voted more democratic, if they voted more democratic, they're trying to cut that method of voting. Exactly. It's, it's, exactly. it's really just the, the it's a it's a it's yeah. modern day Jim Crow. That's all there it's, is. All except there is. it's literally against everybody. Like at least I'll give them I'll give them credit that they're not uh they're being colorblind this time. They're going after seniors. I mean, we'll talk about it in a minute. It's just and we got to talk about our response as Democrats and frankly why I don't think there's enough anger about this right now, but we'll talk about it. And now a word from our sponsors. We are so grateful that vaccinations for COVID are underway, but the pandemic is still here and it's going to be here a lot longer, folks. We are going to need those respirator face masks to provide real protection from transmission. Unfortunately, the huge demand and limited supply of respirator masks means we're flooded with fakes and counterfeits that do almost nothing. Right now, the NewDealShop.com has FDA-authorized KN95 respirator masks with anti-fraud labeling on every single package that can be verified right on the manufacturer's website. They're tested in the U.S., but the NPPTL and provide the most significant level of protection. These respirator masks are in stock in the U.S. and ship immediately for free. Go to thenewdealshop.com now. Get verified, authenticated, FDA-authorized KN95 masks shipped immediately to your home or business. That's thenewdealshop.com, thenewdealshop.com. And now back to our show. Um, but yeah, so first, I did get my COVID shot on Saturday, Johnson & Johnson, which was a surprise. I... Got through. DC's those are the ones for people system. like just to context, right? Or Johnson and Johnson? Are those the ones that are ninety-seven percent? Well, no. If you know, I don't know. It's not. I, I'm trying to remember. Johnson and Johnson is the one shot that everyone's a little worried about because its efficacy was in the sixties and seventies versus oh, okay. Pfizer and Moderna being ninety-four or ninety-five. But uh, it is just as effective, a hundred percent, at uh, stopping you from being hospitalized or death, at least from what. It showed, and that to me, by the way, is by far the yeah. most important part of this. I mean, yeah, exactly. I mean, I don't something that amounts to being a really yeah. shitty cold sucks, but yeah. <laughs> it's a lot different than the other stuff. I don't want to get a flu. I mean, it, but, no, but, but, do I, just, but 
I'm worried about hospital compare things. Yeah. There's things that put you in the hospital yeah. on a ventilator, yeah. and there are things that just kind of suck for a week. Well, no, I will say, I will say, and this is going to take more testing of all the vaccines. Remember, with COVID, a lot of the other concerns are, uh, you know, lung damage, lingering problems for months, fatigue, hair loss. Uh, they they call what do they call them? The COVID long termers or something like that. They call them the people who it, it's it's people who already have COVID for the stuff they're going to put up. Yeah, I mean. I see what you're for months, right? So right. I don't know well, whether I don't know whether you could get that chronic fatigue syndrome thing, and it doesn't count as hospitalization because you're not, right? So and I don't know about your the, the vaccine. What I have right in front of me that that a friend of the show, Tim Fullerton, uh, hmm. tweeted out. So I saw it earlier. Um, Pfizer vaccine, ninety-seven percent effective against symptomatic COVID nineteen study shows. So I mean. Oh, that's interesting. Okay, that's you know, very interesting. Again, that's yeah. Pfizer. I can't speak, but I mean, again, yeah. like that that's pretty huge, right? I mean, yes. I, and and granted, you're right. Some of those other some of those other um, symptoms, you know, are not pleasant. In fact, they go over the point of they could hurt you economically, they could hurt your family life, they suck. I'm not saying they're nothing, but being in a ventilator in a hospital, getting yes. massive healthcare bills or dying are still by far the worst things. You know, well, I, I mean, I will, yeah. Well, and I will say one thing that was interesting is when I, uh, basically, so I just got lucky on the DC website Friday morning. They were, they're about to change. They just did, they've changed it now to a lottery system, which I'm sure will be just as fucked up as, um, you know, the, the other <laughs> website, but, um, cause DC being DC, you know, they've actually, my friend told me he registered yesterday on the DC site and you basically just register if you're, uh, if you're one of the eligible groups. So like now it's 18 to 64 with the, with the correct pre-existing conditions, right? Which he, he falls under. So he registered, but you just simply register for the lottery. You don't actually register for a actual day or anything. And one of the questions that asked was which vaccine do you prefer? And I was like, right. I was like, Oh my God, why are they asking that? Because it just opens up a Pandora's box. And he's like, well, maybe it's just a preference. I mean, but I'm like a preference. What does that mean? So like, is it, is are like you based where we have brand preference? I feel more comfortable. Yeah. The, I mean, like, will you not get it now? I mean, think about it though. Will you not get it if it's if if the lottery's up and you're uh, if it's for Johnson and Johnson, but you picked Moderna? Will they give you a lower lottery rating or something? I mean, the whole it's classic DC fuck up. I think. But I mean, in any case, there, there, you know, you know yeah. I got to say this to you, yeah. and you know this because you've lived in both Chicago and New York City. Although you've only lived in very blue places, so maybe you don't know this. Which is as bad as you think the DC is. I promise you, a lot of these places out in the middle of this country, nobody knows what the fuck's going on. And I wouldn't yeah. care except for I feel it's important to point that out because because people get this sort of, oh, D.C. is terrible. And this isn't you, yeah. John. But we know it comes from the right, and there's race inherent in it, and there's a liberal attack on liberalism inherent in it. It doesn't work. Blah, blah, blah. Well, gee, how's it working in fucking Texas, right? I mean, when people can't get their heat on. I'm just – you know what I mean? Like when it, when it's freezing cold, I'm just trying to make a point, which is – Look, it's government, it's bureaucracy. It's never going to work as well as most of us want it to. It's screwed up at times and whatever, but my God, it's it's still so far, so much better than the alternative of, you know, absentee governors and the former absentee president are just like, eh, who cares? Figure it out yourself. You know what I mean? Yeah. I just um, feel like that's important to get in there. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, so, uh, oh, but interestingly, so I just, just uh, part of the reason to bring this up is uh, talking to my doctor who gave me the shot, and she's an MD. And she said, you know, when she mentioned <laughs> shot, is it Johnson and Johnson? I said, oh. And she goes, well, that's actually the one I would rather get. I said, why? She, you know, from her perspective, 
she likes the one shot thing, but I was like, you know, I'm happy to come in for two shots if it's better. Big deal, right? Um, but she said that she does like the fact that the Johnson and Johnson shot is uh, newer data, that the data just came in the last month or two or whatever, versus Pfizer and Moderna is from last fall because of the new varieties. She said, you just, we don't, not knocking the other ones, they're fine, but we don't really know yet how well they would do tested against today. Having said that, they're testing against today. One of them, I don't know which one, one of the two is creating a, a new vaccine for the new variants, and they're testing that right now. So, you know, it, it goes back and forth. I mean, in the end, I'm just glad I got a shot. And my suspicion is what they'll probably do with all of these is they'll come up with boosters or something, right? So like if they really find out that that Johnson & Johnson, you know, we are one third less protected or one quarter less protected than the rest of you getting shots, then maybe they will come up with a booster or something, you know? So, I, so Johnson Johnson's just yeah. one shot at this point. It's one shot and that's it. It's pretty sweet. Which, which is, it is, but wouldn't you, you know, but I'd go for two. If, if it meant I was it, better. I'd go for 45 if they tell me it's going to protect Seriously. me. Yeah. But I mean, that's you and me. <laughs> I mean, all the shots you can. You know, it yeah. reminds me of an old skit, like, you know, that, uh, yeah. that George Carlin used to do where he'd be like, he'd be like, you know, uh, all these people who try to act brave out there, like, man, if I'm in terrible shape and, you know, and I'm, and I'm in a coma, just pull the plug, man. And Carlin would be like, fuck that shit. If I'm in bad shape, plug more things in. Yeah. Find places where yeah. you can plug stuff in and plug it into me. Yeah, it's kind of, I yeah. kind of feel like that with this, which is like, you know what? I will take every shot you yeah, can yeah. give. If you even yeah. tell me it's like a quarter of a percent more protection, fine, stick yeah. it in. Well, um, and the real and what we can move on from this, but the real problem now is because there is chatter about whether Johnson and Johnson is less effective. You know, the very people who are less likely to come for a second shot are the people who are going to be more suspicious to start with, whether they're Republicans, whether they're African Americans, uh, you know, because both groups republicans even more it seems have as i wouldn't say vaccine hesitancy they're just kind of like me eh. yep. <laughs> you know eh. um so so having one shot makes it more likely for you to come but it doesn't if the one shot is the one where people are saying could it be less effective then people are saying oh you know so so it's it is people like you and me who would get the shot anyway who might say oh one shot that's even better but but the I mean, people who are already skeptical are going to be like that one. No, you're shot right. Is, it's true. It, They're probably it doesn't it doesn't I'm help concerned. get people over the threshold. Is my point. As far as I'm concerned, when yeah. it comes to this stuff, it's really pretty a pretty simple thing. I don't give a damn what brand or whatever. You tell me what the percentage that it's effective and how soon I can get it. And the one I can either yeah. get the soonest or is the most effective or some combination of the both of both. Yeah. That's what I want. You know, it's yeah, really pretty exactly. simple. Exactly. So in any case, but uh, but that was interesting, and I, I was I. I felt much less anxious after the shot. I mean, a little bit of my anxiety the last year lifted, not totally, of course, because life is life and I am me. Uh, but I was surprised, like in the following days, how much better I felt. I, I didn't realize how much stress I was internalizing or whatever. Um, you know, that that was surprising. I, I did have I did have uh, medium flu symptoms for, for about two and a half days. You did. Interesting. Oh, yeah. You know, like the it kicked in that I got at 10 o'clock in the morning, middle of the night. I kind of woke up and, you know, my back was hurting everywhere. But with me, I get those um, like, you know, it's almost probably it probably is nerve pain or something. But it's like knives in the muscles of my back feeling where everything just hurts. Ooh, that's you know, fun. You're like. Ooh, not fun. Um, not sleeping, uh, uh, feeling a little feverish. Anyway, that lasted for like two and a half days, which was not fun. But it also means your immune system kicked in because it's working. So, you know, and it's it's done now. So I'm like, OK, OK. In well, any case, 
glad that uh, you got it, John. That means that we're, you know, maybe half of the podcast is healthier now. Half the podcast is healthier. They've gotten to the over 50s. Uh, They start today. There you go. Oh, I thought you were saying the podcast. Oh, yeah, yeah, we're getting, we're getting the older people on the podcast first. You know, I didn't say it. Well, yeah, that's true. They did it that way. Um, in, in Ohio, they've gotten to the over 50s, oh. um, which is cool. It starts today. We and go down to Florida to visit no, my no mom. Pre-exist, no pre existing, just over 50, period. Yeah, we've gotten to everybody over 50. We've already taken care of pre existing. So um, I'm hoping that if you, if, you ju- if you follow how long it took us to get from over 60 to over 50, which was two weeks, I'm hoping that I don't know what the bell curve is of where most of our population is in this state but i think we're a little older than a lot of than than sort of some other states but i would my my goal is if if life works out well i would be ecstatic if by like april 1st i could get then i would uh, i'll be you know at least the first one if it's if i'm getting two or whatever that would be fantastic yeah Um, Yeah. and i think i think we'll be there judging by how how it's moving at this point sadly also judging by the fact that that there's still enough of a population out there who are refusing to get it. Um, that is not good. So I'm not happy about that part of it. And then hopefully, I don't know if you saw that ad with um, all the presidents in it or whatever. I mean, again, all this one, is all but one. Yeah. Well, I don't, he wasn't really one. So who cares? I, I, you know, it's, it's, it's to me, it's, it's again, like everything else, which is, you know, we can't worry about the 10 or 20% that are lunatics. I mean, there's just nothing we can do. I hope that that doesn't mean that they keep this thing alive so that there's yes. some sort of a, that there ends up being some sort of another a mutation that hurts all of us. I mean, you know what I mean? But but I'm talking about sort of there are some folks in minority communities who've been fed misinfo. There are some, you know, there are other, you know, there are other folks who, who are whatever, independents, Democrats, hell, even Republicans that are, that are, you know, reasonable Republicans. I just want everybody that's willing, you know, that has an open mind. Hopefully those presidents can convince. You're just never going to convince that yeah. crazy 10 yeah. or 20%. Well, and you saw that one thing too. Okay, so all the previous presidents did an ad promoting the vaccine. Trump wasn't involved, of course. And somebody on Twitter said, which was funny, they said he probably wanted money, which I didn't think of, but that's probably it wasn't that he turned them down or they said, forget it. The son of a bitch probably said, pay me a million dollars. I mean, I, I would guarantee I put money on that, you know? Um, all right. I, no, right. I would too. Yeah. <laughs> right. It's Trump. <laughs> um, which actually, I mean, there's a nice little segue that we weren't going to talk about, but we can mention just briefly that Trump sent the cease and desist letters to all the Republican fundraising organizations. I mean, meaning the party fundraisers, telling them they can no longer mention his name, use his image, or even mention his name in any fundraisers they do with email or websites or anything else, because because it's his likeness and all the money should go to him. <clears throat> I mean, again, you know, um, I mean, I'm like, I, I think we may have talked about this on the last show too. But again, these are all the things that. When when Republicans were not being cowardly little simps and were being honest, I'm talking about Lindsey Graham. I'm talking about Marco Rubio. I'm talking about Ted Cruz, although like he was probably only honest by accident. That right. fucking guy. But when so they're talking good, about that is a good name, honest by accident. The yeah, exactly. But when they're talking about Trump as a con man, um, you know, and as a sociopath and the other things that he's going to destroy our party and all these sorts of things, well, they were right about all of that. The damage he right. would do. He he is that unique type of figure in society. And sometimes in some ways you look back and it, it, it could have been worse. You know, he's that unique socio, you know, sociopath that gets to a position of powerful government that often means ends end of democracies in, in many countries. And like, you know, of course he's the culture of their party. A lot of the, the culture of democracy in our country, 
he's destroyed all of that, you know, a lot of it. And so I'm just happy that that at least these fuckers are going to pay a price for what they've done to the rest of us. You know, like let let it'll be fun for them now when they're trying to raise money for their elections yeah. and Trump is is out there saying, "Don't give money, then give it to me," because they've empowered this grifter and he just wants to live off this money for the rest of his. It's just another you, income stream. Are you up on explaining to people what the organizations are that aren't getting money and like what they do? Sure. I mean, if I saw it, explain what the difference is. Because I'm pretty pretty sure it's here's well. Here's my point. My question to you, John. Right, but let me sorry. Let me just let me set it up better though. My question to you is: Tell people why it matters. Because if the money's going to Trump's organization instead, and he spends it on Republican elections, what's the difference? Right. Well, so you've got the Republican National Committee which has a, a variety of jobs, but one of them is electing a president. Um, and, you know, it could be in the, it, you know, behind closed doors. They would rather that president not be him. But right. guess what? Also, they, they try to strengthen state parties. I mean, they do a lot of stuff, and he can weaken all of that. For that. <laughs> and, and they're going to support the GOP nominee, no matter who it is. Will Trump? Right. No, he won't. Couldn't you I see mean, him not even supporting the GOP nominee because it's somebody like Nikki Haley, who he now doesn't like? Well, he's a mobster. Yeah. So yeah. even if he does support, I mean, this is what these fucking guys never understood. Like, they just couldn't pull the Band-Aid off and yeah. say, we're going to have to stand up to him at some point. And the, if we stand up to him earlier, as in like 2017, right. you know, the earlier we do this, the earlier we reclaim our party, the earlier we fight back, the earlier we make clear to Fox News and other folks that they can't just spout Trump bullshit. They've got it, you know, that they need to report him when Trump is bad. You know, I mean, I don't know that it could have been stopped, but they could have tried and maybe they could have stopped some of the media, you know, that went so in for Trump on the right from doing that. Some of the other elites in their party who influenced people from doing that. And they didn't. And so now they're in a position where, you know, they, they, they've, they've gone along with this. They've empowered this guy again and again and again and again. Yeah. So why would he not uh, why would he n- not blackmail whoever the Republican nominee is? I'm sure he will. Yeah. Yeah. I didn't care if it was somebody who he originally, you know, he was once friends with. He'll blackmail whoever it is. They'll have to give him X amount of money, spend X amount of money at his properties during their campaign. I mean, they'll come up with all sorts of things. And yeah. if that person doesn't do it. Oh, you're right. You're right. They're going to yeah. have to spend the money. No, it's all a grift. I mean, it's it's ego it with him, of course, but it's all a grift with him. It's ego yeah. and grift. He wants, he wants yeah. to be the guy in a way. That's why yeah. I almost think he won't run. Because I think he wants to be the guy whose ass they have to all come and kiss, you know, publicly because, you know, he gets to sit on his throne and they all come before him. And then he can he gets to destroy campaigns with an email, yeah. you know. Um, and, and so I, I, I mean, I could be wrong, but I think that's what's going to happen here. And then it's going to be one big grifting machine. Right. If you're if you're it doesn't matter. You're running for state house, you know, in frickin Idaho, you want Trump's support. And you want him to not say that you're a traitor to the Republican Party and they should all vote for the Democrat instead or, you know, whatever it is. You know, you've got to give this X percentage. Hey, guess what? You know, next time you have a conference for whatever you're, you know, if you have a job, you know, some of these folks have two jobs because state legislature doesn't pay very well. You know, if you're whatever your job is, guess next time you have a conference, it's at a Trump property, you know, or whatever it might be. Like he is going to they're they are going to blackmail everyone from the lowest to the highest levels. For money and for everything else, and they, and they all let, and they're it. letting him though, and they're letting him. He's That's right. it's just it's just one more turn of the screw of Trump tightening his control over the party in a way that is to the detriment of the party. Because you're right, my God, if he takes over all the money, then then how are they ever going to get rid of the guy? And you're right, it, right, he'd be smart not to run again. He'd just be the Godfather sitting there. You come to him and he says, "You want money. not not to mention, by the way, right? You want five million for your race? 
And you're going to hire my son's firm or my, not even my son's firm, this firm oh that God, I have right. no, con- right. This firm that I have no connection to nudge, nudge, wink, wink. Right. And right. Trump gets his finder fee. And then you find yeah. out that it's like Russian mob connected or oh, whatever. And he doesn't yeah. care. If that's a bad story for them. Cause he doesn't care about anything care. but himself. Yeah. Right? He's got I mean, murder. So, well, yeah. And so, and then, you know, you're going to, you'll see that you'll see him probably threatening to, I mean, this will definitely happen. He, mm-hmm. You know, and he, the minute he feels like he's not getting enough attention, he'll go somewhere to one of his, one of his, his crazy sort of outlying, you know, areas somewhere in rural Oklahoma or something and, and plan a big speech the same night as like the presidential, you know, uh, the whoever the Democrat, the Republican is, their nominating speech. I mean, he can threaten them with all sorts of shit. Right. Upend their narrative to to do whatever. Right. And I mean, this is the power they've given him. They let him take their party over, and they never chose to stand and fight, which maybe would have cost them the last election, which they lost anyhow, um, and would have cost them some more House seats or who knows what. But they would have they they probably would have kept a lot of suburbanites on their side, you know, and and wouldn't have wouldn't have hemorrhaged people in the manner in which they did. And maybe some of them could have won and they could have eventually gotten their party back. They've chosen instead to just do this. So via Candios, my friends. So one of the uh, other two topics we wanted to also hit on uh, the COVID thing, which is a lot to talk about with that, the COVID stimulus bill and then voting rights. You know, the, the one sort of lead in thought, and I was telling Cliff, I'm going to probably write about this later, is how interesting What are you going to write is- about it for, John? I was trying to be good. I'm trying. Cliff, no. Cliff always beats up on me because it is true. I don't self-promote nearly enough like some people we don't like. Um, but my new Substack right. cyber discourse medium yes. is all I'm trying to say. Exactly. We're never going to be my like new Substack. Stack, my new Substack newsletter, Cyber Disobedience, which you can find at cyberdisobedience.com. Um, but uh, but I just sort of had this thought, and I was thinking, you know, Republicans went from complaining that Biden was so old and too old, he'll never get anything done, to he's now too effective in getting too much done, right? Right. right? Oh, it's too liberal. It's too this. It's too much money. He doesn't. He doesn't even consult with us. He's doing so many things. He doesn't even consult that he's doing so many things. It's like, oh, so I guess the old man actually is effective. But but specifically, Cliff and I want to talk about the um the COVID bill or stimulus bill, whatever you want to call it that just passed because the polls are really good. Uh, there were some intermediate polls, meaning eh, polls from CNN that were good, but not great. And then yeah, CNN's poll, if I can just read this really quick, Cliff, the overall sure. approval of the bill was 61% approval to 37 opposed. Uh, Republicans obviously were not great. Independents were not great either, which I was not happy. Independents were at 58%. Republicans, 26% support. That was not a great, I, I was when like, was that poll? Uh, it came out March 10th, which was yesterday. Yeah, I haven't seen any of these again. The others are really different. Oh, yeah. And so I, I hope the others, the others are getting are it right. The, the other one that's better is the morning consult poll from Politico. And that one has a support overall at 75%. Indie support, independent support, 71. GOP support, 59. So yeah, see, that must, must have been the one I was thinking of. I, I mean, again, but I, it worries I me though. Now we right got one, but now we got two polls totally one. different, which, which right. worries me a bit. Right. But I do feel like, and I guess I, I'd have to go and look, that I've seen you know, more of the polling in line with that second one. Like I've seen a couple of polls where a majority of Republicans have been yeah. su- in support, yes. and the overall support has been very big. I'm not just trying to like, see this overall. with rose-colored glasses. Yeah. Like, no, no, you're right, I'd though. I've seen a number of polls that were differing, and I'd say, okay, but I, this, yeah. the CNN one you brought, brought up was an exception to what I've seen so far. Yeah. Now, 
No, that, and overall support was like seventy to seventy-five percent in the other polls, yes. which is consistent. Let's just let's just go from here and assume that support is good. Even with Republicans, it could be very good. With independents, it certainly is very good. Um, one of the interesting things I thought, because it's reminding me of Obamacare, which is what I wanted to get into with you in a second. Um, CNN, even CNN's poll, right? That wasn't, it was okay overall, but not great. They said, but one of the most fascinating things is how the individual proposals are very popular. Uh, larger tax credits for some people, GOP 73%. Money for return to classroom, 55%. Sending stimulus checks, 55%, right? For the Republicans. What worried me was that was exactly what we heard about Obamacare at the time. There's a uh, literal Articles because I wrote about them on my blog, America blog, that it was. Now that you're many, doing it, I'm doing it. Do, do you remember how many of the proposals under Obamacare were polling in the 70 percentile, 70 something? It was the exact same thing. And people would say, well, you know, I know the name got a bad rap, but the individual proposals people really like, and they're going to love this when it gets passed. And they hated it when it got passed, and it took eight years for them to decide they loved it. And uh, the stimulus, by the way, people never learn to love. Remember, the Republicans did a great job attacking the Obama stimulus. Uh, the the women the, the, the women got it cut down. Collins and Snow from Maine the and women. somebody else, I recall. Uh, it was also Arlen Specter. Just so oh, was know. it Specter do it too? I remember oh, right, he was the third. I remember it was yeah, the two was of three, them. Get three Republican votes. Yeah, and then all the Republicans still said screw you. So like we cut the bill in half just to get their support. Oh, right, and all the others. Um, yeah just said, you know, fuck you, which is the same thing Republicans are doing this time. But it's it, one thing that makes me feel good is I have heard on TV that the Biden people have acknowledged early on that he gets it. He understands what went wrong with both Obamacare and the stimulus the first time back in 2009, meaning they passed revolutionary good legislation and they refused. They didn't. They failed to defend it afterwards. So the Republicans chipped away day by day by day for years saying how stimulus. Nobody thinks the stimulus was good. I mean, we do, of course. But but at least Obamacare is popular. People still think the stimulus was a waste of money because because Democrats just gave up defending it because Obama well, wasn't defending it. <laughs> there are two, I would say, two that I can think of maybe more. I love Obama, but huge that was mistakes. a mistake. One of them was not coming out um, uh, uh, initially and, and doing what the Biden people did this time, and they've made quite clear because they've learned from that experience, which oh. is, of course, we're going to seek bipartisanship. We're going to seek Republican support, but we're not slowing down the train one bit because when they delay is when they give themselves time to start uh, you know, raising opposition to things, and they're like, we're not doing that. You guys get with us. We'll listen to you. We want you to be in the room. We're inviting you along. In the And, and if you do offer something that's, that's reasonable – that, you know, so instead of 1.9, maybe if the Republicans were willing to go 1.5 and get some things they wanted, that might have happened. But right. no, not when you're trying to cut it by 60 percent, which is what they were doing. They wanted the thing to be like, like what, 700 billion or whatever. I mean, they wanted to cut the, you know, a lot of it. And so uh, so that was the first thing they've learned, uh, which I think, you know, which is sorry if, we, you know, the good legislation that's supported by with bipartisanship among regular people is what matters. And if these one Republicans in Washington refuse to support it for political reasons, we're not letting them slow us down. Right. Second thing is, as you said, is when I've brought this up often on this show, which is Obama himself saying the biggest mistake of his presidency was thinking that his big legislation would stand on its own, that he didn't need to defend it. And, and I don't say that in hindsight, because people like you and me were yelling about that back then. Right. And we, as we always have, you always need to have a messaging plan. You always need to have a message distribution plan. You always need to be out there vociferously, intelligently, 
defending the overall bill so it doesn't get to be something that that can be mocked and and attacked you defend the the individual parts of it that are most popular or what you need to lead with and these you know the 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 pre-existing condition part of obamacare was so popular meanwhile it got to be known for the individual mandate the least popular part because the obama people there weren't out there and they know it they've said it as i said they weren't out there talking about it so to me that's a huge thing here that we've learned because i i've said forever i know it was a different world and obama was the first black president i know there were a lot of complicating factors but he had a lot behind him he had a popular bill initially he had popular support when he was elected and you know he kind of let that be traded away to try to get too many republicans on board and the biden people they seem to be i mean the the speech biden's going to give tonight the the, i've seen their people out there talking about it so they seem to have learned yeah no exactly and and again a big part of it is is just the ongoing messaging afterwards, the daily messaging. Um, I mean, these guys, it, it, they were running against Obamacare for eight years. And the stem is they eventually gave up on, boy, they spent years talking about all the money wasted. And notice, same things happening this time. We talked about none of the Republicans wanting to, to vote for it, right? For the None of them voted for the stimulus. Um, how they're, uh, the, the, the COVID stimulus, how they're now falling back to their, oh, it's going to bust the bank argument right. when when they never came mind you they they weren't really that worried under trump about about well, uh, the earlier bill busting the bank not really but julian Zelizer, who we had on the show uh, sent out a tweet pointing out that there were two hmm. huge stimuluses stimuli i don't know yeah. under uh under trump and one of them every republican voted for um you know and one of them i'm sorry one of them every democrat voted for and the right. other one almost every democrat voted for we got no republican votes yeah, I mean, that just reminds you of the asymmetrical polarization, even with the more reasonable ones, even with the ones or whatever you want to call them, willing to look at evidence and, and vote to convict Donald Trump, even them, even the yeah. Mitt Romneys and the Susan Collinses, when it's, you know, and I guess maybe that's just the way politics is. But when there's a Republican president, they'll vote for absolute garbage of a bill as long as it comes from yeah. a Republican president that did nothing for most people, nothing. Yeah. 19% of the benefits in in Trump's big tax bill went to, to people that weren't the top 1%. It was an absolute pile of shit. You've been listening to a free excerpt of the Unprecedented Podcast. To hear the rest of the show and hear all of our past shows and support our work as independent media, please go to patreon.com slash unprecedentedpodcast and become a subscriber for as little as $5 a month. You can have all of our old episodes, see all of our Zoom interviews, and support the great work that we hope you think we're doing promoting the democratic and liberal agenda. Thanks so much for joining us, folks. See you next episode.